listen here, dude, this is the Hulkster, and I'm on the PCGCCK1 show. Don't tread on America. Let's do this, brother. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, the fifth, Don't Tread on America. Don Q, it's August 2nd, 2023. Let's rock! How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday. Hump day, right? Get your hump on. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. We got to jump into a real quick, real quick couple of things, guys. Please don't forget to check out the Detom store. Link is at the bottom of whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Make sure to use promo code uh, Detom in the promo box and get 10% off your total. Check it out. New t-shirts. Got some cups. Got some glasses. Got some shorts. Got some swimming trunks. Got, you know, whatever. Check it out. Detom store links at the bottom, please. If you're on social media, you can find us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter X, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> machine, you can find us at Detom underscore 1775. If you want to follow me personally, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. Check us out at Don't Tread on America.com. At uh, that website, you can check out our social media links, our YouTube page. And, of course, the DTOM store. If you guys want to help the show out, I really don't have any sponsors. I'm not worried about sponsors. I'm sponsoring myself. Basically, what I'm doing with this store is just a way to get extremely rich. No, it's not. No, I'm not looking to get extremely rich. No, in all honesty, guys, I just, I'm just i just doing the store to put some merch out. I got a couple of new T-shirt ideas I'm going to put out. Probably get them together this weekend, hopefully. And... Uh, Really, all I'm looking to do is raise enough money to pay for the show and be able to promote it and keep growing it. Um, don't forget, August 26th, 
Now we'll be on the Charlie Robinson show on TNT Live, or I'm sorry, TNT Radio Live. And then, of course, it'll convert over into his podcast, Macroaggressions, the following week. So remember the date. Check it out. Tell your friends. And most importantly, share this show with your friends. Okay, let's get into it. So I'm going to... um. I'm going to talk about something that nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, but not many people are really focused on. There's a few hit and misses here and there about it on mainstream media. Not much. No one's really dwelling on what's going on in this continent that I'm going to talk about today. Instead, what we're focused on in this country between, I don't care what news you watch. I don't care Fox, CNN, MS. I don't care who you watch. Hell, I don't even care that you're on Twitter or whatever you're on. What you see, unless you unless you look for certain things, what you see, what we're being inundated with is Hunter Biden did something, Joe Biden did something, they're in cahoots, they're doing this, they're, they're in bed with the Russians and with the Chinese and with the Ukrainians and with God knows who else. There's cocaine in the White House and whose is it? Blah, 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 blah. He's being indicted, he's not being indicted, he, plead, he got a plea deal, he didn't get a plea deal. Who the fuck cares? And then on the flip side, for every Biden entity of, of, of trial, whatever, we have Trump. <laughs> and it's Trump did this and Trump did that. And whatever. We all know that this is just a fucking shell game to keep y'all's eyes off the real ball of the prize of what's going on. For, for a fucking solid year last year, all we heard about was Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine. Russia. That shit is still going on as far as we can tell, but we're not even talking about it. We're just steadily sending money over there. You have Rand Paul saying, I want to open the books and see what the fuck's going on, what's, where this money is going. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Look at Trump, Trump, Trump. Look at Biden, Biden, Biden. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? If you guys can't open your eyes and understand... That the whole point is to keep you focused on one thing. And I said this the other day. What else is going on if we're so focused? If everybody is talking, and when I say everybody, I mean the mainstream media. If, if both sides are talking about the same thing. Now, they might have one opinion or another, but they're basically talking about the same things. Right? And like I said before, they're going to they're gonna play to their audience. Fox is going to play up the story to garner the right's attention and CNN and whoever's going to play up the story to garner the left's attention. You need to be focused in the middle. You need to forget about the shell game. Did Trump do something wrong? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. From what I can tell, he didn't do anything that no any other president hasn't done. The fact of the matter is, it appears to be that his political opponent, Biden, is going after him and throwing him in jail. And it's going to be very reminiscent of what I'm going to talk about today that's going on in other countries. Okay? What's going on with Biden? I don't know. Don't care. They're all fucking criminals. <laughs> I mean, when you can finally wrap your head around the fact that all these people are pieces of shit. I mean, I guess in Trump's case, you can at least respect the fact that you have some of his quote-unquote opponents in the Republican Party that are going against him to try and get the Republican uh, nomination for president are actually kind of standing with him. DeSantis, Vivek, you have a couple of them. 
saying this isn't right. Now, granted, you have a couple of them that are saying that if he did whatever, no pres- no person should be able to hold office. What did Pence say? What is Christie saying? Here's what I say about those people. Oh, it's interesting because, obviously, I haven't really picked a side as far as I want Trump, I want DeSantis, I want Vivek, I want whoever. If I have to base on record and things that have gotten done, I'm going to go with Trump because he's proved as president he might have not have made the best personnel decisions. Hopefully he's he's uh, learned from his mistakes. Um, DeSantis, I live in Florida. DeSantis has done a great job in this state. Contrary to what you might be hearing across the country from Camel Toe and Kareem Diversity Hire and whoever wants to bash him for you know whatever make-believe story they want to come up with, I'm telling you right now, it's been pretty good in this state, okay? Through COVID and all the other bullshit. The ones that are standing against Trump that should be standing with him regardless of you wanting to be president and you don't want him to be president. It's not about that. It's about what they are doing. And if Pence and Christie and, and uh, I can't think of the chick's name, but the chick from uh, Nikki Haley, <laughs> what these people are saying and doing, it's because they're neocons, because they're part of the establishment. Okay? So enough about that because I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Here's the thing. And I'm going to cover this between today and Friday. (laughs) Who was the second paddleboarder? Where's the 911 call? What's going on in Martha's Vineyard? That's going to be on Friday's show. Today, we're going to talk about Africa, the continent of Africa. What's going on in that in that continent? I don't want to say country because there's plenty of countries in that in that area in that continent. What's going on in Western Africa, South Africa, Central Africa? And what does Russia have to do with all this? Okay. Well, last week, there was a Russian-African summit in St. Petersburg, Moscow. Now, mind you, this is in the middle of a war with a neighboring country, supposedly. But we're going to invite leaders from the continent of Africa, you had plenty of leaders from the different countries come to a African, a Russian-African summit to talk about uh, defense deals, um, food deals, uh, mineral deals, whatever the case may be. And these different countries came to garner support from Russia and support Russia. We as a country, the United States, and I'm not even going to just say the United States, but I'm going to say the UN, because some of these countries in Africa are UN countries. And I think, in my personal opinion, I can't garner this for fact. This is just my opinion because I'm entitled to it. So screw y'all. No, I'm joking. But uh, a lot of Africa was at one time or another or still is in certain cases, colonized by different factions, whether it was England, France, Spain, United States, Netherlands, whatever. And a lot of a lot of Africa, especially the southern tier, the, the mid to southern tier of Africa was um, was tribal. 
so to speak. And even though there was quote unquote countries, most of those countries like, okay, like you take the country of the United States, we have states, right? So with the exception of Alaska and, and Hawaii, you have 48 states within the continental United States, right? So in some of these countries in Africa, like we have Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, whatever, those might be tribal areas. You understand what I'm saying? And and not downplaying the intelligence of, of anybody in any country. But these were what we considered third world countries, especially in the mid-1900s, where like we had electricity, we had cars, we had planes, we had things to do. They didn't even think about having that stuff in most parts of these countries. It was very medieval, so to speak. It wasn't until relatively recent that modern situations became more prevalent throughout the continent, okay? So in the meantime, throughout time, not recently, but throughout time, it was easy for countries that would, had some sort of power and might militarily, uh, stru- infrastructurally, if that's a word, um, to come into these countries and kind of swing their dick around, so to speak. Fast forward to more recent times, within the last 30 or so years, you have a lot of these people from these countries that were in tribe tribal that garnered support from their people got an education whether it was a western education or they went to europe or whatever the case may be and started teaching people that what france and england and netherlands and america and whoever else was doing wasn't right a lot of these countries were tricked into becoming part of the UN in the sense of protection. Now, you're starting to see a lot of unrest throughout this continent. Now, I did a show last year on why did they kill Muammar Gaddafi. Okay, back in the 50s, Libya was an extremely poor country. Desert country, northern Africa, extremely poor country. Not that it didn't have the resources to be a rich country, like pretty much every country in Africa. Every country in Africa has at least one or two. Some, In some cases, they have three or four um, very valuable natural resources, whether it be oil, diamonds, gold, uh, cotton, timber, grain in some cases depending on where you're at in the in the continent the continent of africa has a lot of re- uranium another one uh and uh uh shit what, whatever the batteries <laughs> are made out of but you know what i'm talking about uh they have a lot of these resources and you see china and you see taking advantage of certain parts of the continent to garner the you know the battery materials and the uranium and stuff like that but these countries are getting wise to the bullshit and mainly the bullshit from western countries and when i say western countries i'm not just talking about us i'm talking about europe i'm talking about the un okay and nato 
So what you're having now is situations where these countries, these natives of these countries are getting sick of the European or Western influence in their countries. And they're seeing respect from a country like Russia and Vladimir Putin for whatever reason. Why I'm sure probably in the in the deep trenches of his mind very well could possibly have an ulterior motive. I don't know. Like I said, this whole continent is very rich in natural resources. But, you know, so is Russia. So I don't know that Russia is necessarily wanting to take over the continent of Africa to garner their resources. I'm not saying that. Possibly the uranium resources, but maybe not. I don't know. But whatever reason he's there for, and he's embracing these countries, they like that because he's not doing it from a forceful tact. Now, could his friendship turn to strength and domination? Possibly. I'm not saying we, we, we have our suspicions about what Putin is, what kind of person he is. But like I said, as an American, I've said this God knows how many times, but as an American raised in this country for the last 50 years, we were taught and trained. Now, I'm using the word trained even more so than taught because we weren't taught to hate Russia. We were trained to hate Russia. No matter who the president is, just happens to be Putin right now. You know, you've had however many in the last 50 years. I can't name them all. I'm not going to try. Because it's not about the person. It's about the country. We were trained as American citizens to hate Russia. And I'm sure a lot of you guys in, in Europe, especially Western, or I'm sorry, Eastern, or no, Western <laughs> Europe, uh, were went through the same th thing. And so we automatically dismiss whatever the president of Russia, whoever that person is, whether it's Putin or whoever before him or after him, we just assume that whatever they're doing is for evil intentions. Okay? So if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. Right now we can see that it doesn't appear to be so. Okay? So I have a clip. This is from... Uh, a guy, right? He's he's talking. I can't. I don't know his name offhand. I had it, and I lost it just like that. Now it pops up on the clip, so I'm going to play this. I'm going to play it really low so you can't hear it. So let me find the volume. There's the volume. Let's turn it up. Let's try it now. Let me pause the music here, and we'll go back to it. Equal. We'll start it over because I'm a fucking moron. All right, then play. We came across white people who treated us as equal beings. Russia is our friend. Our friend's enemy is our enemy. By default, we are on the side of uh, Russia. And to us, uh, Ukraine is uh, what we call a sellout. It is selling out to the West. So, and this is what I'm talking about. You, you have countries in Africa, you have leaders in Africa, foreign ministers, prime ministers, 
uh, you know, presidents, whatever, heads of, of state, who Putin is treating them with respect, and they've never dealt with that through with the white man, so to speak. And I'm white. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not self-loathing. I'm not bashing white people, okay? I'm trying to open your guys' eyes to the fact that it's not a white and black thing. It's a superiority thing. Now, should I sit here and tell you that America's not great and, and we suck? And No, I'm not saying that. I love America. I love living here. This is the best place to ever be. I would not want to live in any other country. Okay? But why would I want to live in any? Why would I not want to live outside of this country? Because we treat these other countries like shit. It's true. <laughs> and just because the heads of some of these countries kowtow to the to America and Western, you know, Europe and whoever else, that doesn't mean that their citizens feel the same way. That's why I'll never I cannot not imagine that I'll ever in my life travel outside of this country. No disrespect to you guys that are out there because I'm not saying that all of you feel this way. But you have to know that this what I'm saying is true. So this gentleman sees Russia's enemies as their enemies. Not that I can imagine they're going to do anything about it. But if this country has resources like uranium or something like that that Russia needs, you know, or that we need, or that Europe needs, who are they going to give it to? Right? They see, like he said, if you understood him, that um, they see Ukraine... As a sellout, Ukraine, regional area, used to be part of the USSR, the Soviet Union, garnered their independence, became their own country, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's almost like you forgot where you came from. And why are you selling out to the United States and the West? For money. That's all it's about. Now, here you have the um, foreign, foreign minister of South Africa. And she was at the Russian-African summit. This was last week. And what she's going to say here, and I'll play it, that colonial Europe, and what, what she means by that is England, France, Spain, Netherlands, whoever, that has colonized at one time or still is in parts of Africa... They're losing Africa. The, the people of these countries, of these different countries, are sick and tired of being treated like second or third class citizens. And here she is right here. The continent is basically at a turning point, and it is becoming a major global power by, as she said, overcoming its neo-colonial legacy. You can find that exclusive interview at your leisure anytime you like at rt.com. The uh, relationship that has been built up over many years between Africa and Russia, it's a very important relationship for us, particularly uh, South Africa, given the role uh, that the people of Russia played in our own struggle uh, for freedom. From time to time, um, the United Nations has been used for political ends. Uh, it's been made a weapon by some against others. We have to end that. And I think having a diversity 
in its structures and mechanisms, allowing for democratic processes. I think uh, it is time uh, that our continent realize that it has the possibility of being an extremely powerful part of the world. And we need to be far more in control of our own capabilities, our resources, and we should manage them to the interest of the African continent and not have this notion that we owe someone something because that's the neo-colonial uh, ideal. So I think uh, we need to begin uh, to understand our own power and to use it to good effect for Africa. Even those who claim to be our friends have really exploited the resources of the continent. And, uh, you know, colonialism was about mineral resources, was about extraction, but uh, no one, no oppressor uh, will change your situation of oppression. It is you who are oppressed who must change it. So I think we need to develop a different relationship with our resources, manage them ourselves, develop the ability to be innovative, use partnerships such as a partnership with Europe or the United States or Russia for our interests and not the interests of others. We and I, I mean, in all honesty, you cannot disagree with that. You really can't. It, does anybody dictate to us who we should or shouldn't or can or can't do business with? Does anyone come to us? We sit here and talk all this shit, and you see this on mainstream media about how, how evil China is. I'm not saying they're not. They obviously are. And they're, in all honesty, we and China are such hypocritical towards each other. Blah, 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 towards each other in essence of climate, uh, climate change, climate control, uh, slave labor, and so on and so forth. We use the shit out of Chinese slave labor. It is what it is. And, and I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I've got an iPhone. Okay. I, I get you. I probably shouldn't do it. It is what it is. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Apple should bring the shit over here, make the phones here, do whatever. Samsung, I don't know that they're made in China. I think they're made in Indonesia or someone's whatever. Point being is this. The majority, and I've talked about this before, the majority of our products that you have in your house, whether it's clothing, electronics, some of your furniture, some of your, your cookware, you know, whatever, is made in China. Who do you think is making that? It's not some Joe Schmo earning 20 bucks an hour swinging a hammer. Nope. Because if that was the case, it'd be made here in America. We're, it's made over there because they can pay them a nickel of an hour, if that, and still sell it for $1,000, the iPhone. And it's, it's, it's basically a profit game. We're, we're told... We're, we're led to believe that the reason we have stuff made in China was to keep costs down. It's, it has nothing to do with keeping costs down. It's about keeping profits high. They don't care about you or me. They care about the bottom line. So where I'm going with this is, like she said, they have the resources of varying degrees, what depending on what this was South Africa, but throughout the continent is where she's referring to. Each of these countries have at least one valuable 
resource, whether it's gold, oil, whatever, uranium, uh, lithium, you know, whatever the case may be. Each one of those countries in that continent has at least one <laughs> of those valuable resources. They should be able to dictate who they do business with. And it's not whether or not it's just Russia or just Europe or just America. They can do business with all of them. It doesn't matter. It's their stuff to do. We shouldn't go in there and say, no, you have to sell your oil or your lithium or your diamonds or your gold or your uranium to us. You can't sell it to Russia because they're going to use it for nuclear war or whatever. Because, like I said, no one's telling us. Hey, America, you shouldn't be buying iPhone. You, should be, you shouldn't be having... It's not even that we... we <laughs> it's not even that we import shit from China that... How, how do I want to phrase this? We Yes, we do import stuff from China. Okay. But it's American companies that have the shit made in China to import to America. Apple is an American, American company, right? Nike. Levi's, Wrangler, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know all the brands that are made in China, but point being is these are American companies who choose to have their products manufactured in China to bring to America, okay? No one's telling us we they shouldn't do that. America, you can't do that. You can't let China do that because they do slave labor, Right? Or whatever reason can be made. What what would we do? What would we say if Zimbabwe told us, you know, hey, America, you shouldn't be doing that because they get that from slave labor. What would we tell Zimbabwe? We would tell them to go pound, pound sand, fuck y'all, we're doing what we want. Okay? And that's fine. I have no problem with that. Just like I have no problem if Zimbabwe tells us to go fuck ourselves if they want to sell their gold to <laughs> to Russia. I'm just it is what it is. And I think what we're what what's interesting is how we're not talking about this. And this is gonna eventually this is gonna start hitting the mainstream media. As far as this Russia-African summit. Eventually, and eventually, I can tell you the storyline is going to be something to the effect of Russia to manipulate the leaders of the continent of Africa into selling them whatever. When in actuality, Russia during the summit actually committed to sending grains to parts of Africa. Parts of these countries that were in the summit to help them feed their people. Sounds like an evil person. Well, Don, he's just doing that because it's a uh, scratch my back and I'll kill you. Oh, I mean, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type thing. Okay, maybe it is. I, I guess time will tell. But maybe, hear me out, maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe he's thinking these motherfuckers down there in Africa have a shit ton of resources that we need and we can use. And if we can trade with them wheat and whatever that we have for stuff that they have that we need whether it be gold or I don't say they need oil but there's different types of oil so maybe oil maybe diamonds whatever why wouldn't you do that 
Instead, what we do, America and Europe and the UN, we, you know, boss hog our way around through some of these countries in in, in uh, Africa, like we're the swinging dicks, and these people are getting tired of it. So, what just happened in Niger? Niger arrests politicians after a coup. These people, they had a military coup in that country, and uh, they seized power in Niger last week, detained senior politicians. Uh, Their party said defying international calls to restore democratic rule will follow uh, while fellow military rulers in West Africa expressed their support. The overthrow of President Moham Bazoum has sent shockwaves across West Africa, pitting Niger's former Western allies against the likes of Russia and other uh, junta leaders in the region. Uh, The African uh, Union, the UN, the European Union, and others and other powers have condemned the overthrow of President Moham Bazoum. The seventh military takeover in less than three years in the West and Central Africa has undermined democratic process in one of the world's poorest regions. Okay, back to what I was just saying. You have the African Union, the UN, European Union. You have these quote-unquote unions. These unions are part of the WEF. We don't need to go in that whole situation. We know what that is, right? The seventh military takeover in three years in this area. Why? Because they're sick of outside situations, like I just said, boss hogging their way into their country that of a tribal situation, telling these people who they need to be and what they need to be. How long has Africa been a continent? How long have these countries been countries? And... And it wasn't probably until a lot of these countries were colonized and uncolonized where we created a democracy and we said, this person's going to be the leader and we're going to set up a Senate and a Congress and so on and so forth. Well, we, and I say we, I'm talking about America, I'm talking about the West. We think everybody, every country in the world should be like that. But these countries lived for god knows how many years that these people their 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 ancestors have thrived in these different countries in a tribal situation and been fine the whole time now now we're when we we've got to democratize these people we've got to show them how to be leaders they've been doing fine this whole time we the West, NATO, the, U, the UN, and, and whatever, America. We need to quit worrying about what the fuck every other country does, and we need to worry about ourselves. We can't, we, we it's like the expression, right? There's a couple of different, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, right? If you uh, shouldn't worry about your neighbor's yard till you clean up your own, right? We've got our own issues here, and we're worried about what's going on in Africa, Well, if we don't look at what Putin's doing, Putin's only doing what he's doing because of what we're doing. You've got to open your eyes. And for a year and a half, we've been told that we're going to be entering a World War III because of Russia and the Ukraine. 
And I and I'm going to say this. I think this Russian African summit is far greater a big deal than Russia Ukraine. Because if the West feels threatened that Russia is imposing its will on these countries with all these resources, what are we going to do about it? Well, we, America, Europe, the U, U, the UE, the UN, even though some of these countries are UN countries, they can wag their finger and dismiss it, but you're going to have regional warfare. You're going to have a situation like Ukraine where you got Poland getting involved and Belarus getting involved and the Wagner group getting involved as a proxy to the UN and America, right? Oh, we're not involved. It's not us. It's them. Well, in the meantime, you have the ECOWAS, right? You know what they are, right? <laughs> uh, they are a... A conglomerate, I guess, so to speak, uh, economic communities of Western African states, and they are they issued a communique Sunday condemning Bazoum's detention, and they warned that the bloc would take all measures necessary to restore constitutional order in Niger. So, is that under behest of the UN of the West? Well, yeah, because. The deadline came as Niger's Western allies, including Britain, France, Germany, and European Union, all announced they were pulling aid to Niamey Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who visited Bazoum in March and had state high hopes on fledgling democracy, suggested Saturday that Washington might do the same. So now we're going to pull our aid from them, which, okay, maybe they don't need our aid. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we did sanctions against Russia, and look what happened there. So what we're going to do is you're going to have these countries in Europe, and you're going to have America say, we're, we're going to pull, or we're going to sanction them, we're going to pull aid, we're going to show them who's boss. And here comes Russia. What you got, brother? What you need? I got you. We can't keep playing these games. We don't, we don't have the money to do this. In the meantime, since we've put sanctions on Russia, they've strengthened their economy with, what, gold. Okay? And then the West is pushing these, these, um, these countries, what are they, the, the uh, ECOWAS, <laughs> Economic Community of Western States, they're pushing those countries, and I thought I had the list here, but of course, you know, I don't. Um, to uh, to do this under threat of probably some sort of sh sanctions or aid or maybe a little extra money or a little less money. Uh, in the meantime, you have uh, Nigeria, who pr promote uh, provides like seventy percent of the electricity supplied to Niger. They cut the cord. So. You're going to create a regional war in an area, then what's going to happen? You're going to have countries like Russia move in. And then you're going to have countries like America and Britain and whoever supply and move in. 
this very well could be where your World War III starts. When in all honesty, if we just mind our own business. Right? And then you go to South Africa. Now, this is an article from two years ago. Now, you guys can recall during COVID, and I remember seeing the videos, and and it was told to us, and, I, and I've come to believe that you just can't believe anything that's on the news anymore. You know, we were told that what was happening in South Africa was because of COVID, because of lockdowns and whatever. When in all actuality, not told to us, what was happening was the beginning or possible beginning of a ethnic cleansing civil war. Essentially, for lack of a better term, black against the whites. And it wasn't even necessarily the blacks versus the whites, but it's the black tribal ancestors, ancestry of this region against the uh, European uh, colonizing white man. Okay, not that South Africa is a colony of whoever they were, Netherlands or Britain, I don't know, whoever it was. But (laughs) South Africa has been a quote unquote free nation for what, 60 some odd years, quote unquote. You know, but look at what they've gone through. They've gone through apartheid and you had just different situations. I'm not going to go through the history of South Africa. So, the other day, you have the leader of, uh, I think he's the third, the third most influential, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here, government, not, I don't want to say government, but like political party, calling for the death of white farmers. And the thing is this. I don't condone anything that's going on over there, but I think the message is mixed. In the meantime, you're seeing a lot of these farmers in uh, South Africa being murdered. Now, of course, we don't know the whole story. We don't know. We don't know why are these farmers being murdered because they're white? Are they being murdered by black folks in that country because they're white? Well, that's the story, but is there is there is there a reason? Is there ever a reason for murder? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, some countries feel that there is a reason for murder, including this country. We've gone to plenty of wars and we've committed plenty of murders, trust me. So, why is this any different? Now, the average farmer in South Africa probably doesn't know shit about shit other than farming. But because they're white, they're guilty, right? When in essence, it has nothing to do with that, for the most part, probably with that farmer as much as it has to do with the government. South Africa is on the cusp of collapse. Their power grid is shit. (laughs) And Western embassies, notably the U.S. and Australia, have encouraged its residents in the country to stock up on several days' worth of food and water or get the hell out. Um, 
but what what happens if this country, if South Africa, now mind you, South Africa is one of the quote unquote BRICS nations. Okay, so what does that mean? What does what does that mean, Don? Okay, BRICS, right? We talked about it. we talked about it, and and I'm going to end this show talking about the BRICS nation and how that's going to we're going to flow into that on Friday. Brazil, right? Russia, India, China, S BRICS, South Africa. So what does that mean? So if the West gets involved in whatever the fuck's going on in South Africa, okay, who's to say that China and or Russia doesn't get involved? Someone's going to pick a side. So when I tell you the continent of Africa, not necessarily Nigeria or Nigeria or Cam- <laughs> Congo or, or uh, Ethiopia, all of these countries have seen, have or are going through some sort of a civil war and you've seen military coups and you have the West, America, European Union, whatever, taking one side in the meantime, now you have China and Russia getting involved on the other side. I'm telling you right now, when I tell you we talk about World War III and we talk about, we focus on Russia and Ukraine. I'm telling you, forget about that shit. Your focus needs to be on Africa, Central and Southern Africa. Because there's a lot of countries that are going through a lot of shit and you have the West and Russia and China getting involved on the other side. There's where your problem is. Forget about Ukraine. Forget about Taiwan. Those are media talking points. Much like Trump and Biden are media talking points to keep your eyes off the prize of what very well could possibly be your shitstorm. We've already, we, this country, has already caused chaos we cause chaos everywhere we go everywhere we go and we pull out we're like we're like the fucking football player fucking the cheer, cheerleader on a friday night and the pull out is pull out game is very weak and there's a mess everywhere we pull out and there's a mess everywhere look what we did in afghanistan which we're on the what two-year anniversary of um but even if you get out of afghanistan look at northern africa look what we did in libya you had one of the poorest countries in the world that was taken over by a man-man, Muammar Gaddafi, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, if you go back to my show that I did, Who Killed or Why Did We Kill Muammar Gaddafi, you'll see that this was a person, forget about what you were told about him. We were told, and, and that's why I said we were told all these evil things about all these different people. This was a person who enriched a country gave away free education in country or abroad to all of its citizens, free electricity, the country of Libya was growing to the point where what he was doing in Libya, he wanted to spread out throughout the country or throughout the continent. And he was killed because of it. What do you think is going to happen to these other people that are trying to do the same thing for their for their countrymen? They're going to be killed. Here's the difference. Now you have our quote-unquote enemies paying attention, and they're getting involved. So do you honestly think we're just going to go in there and swing our dicks around like we think we are? No. Here's where your war is going to start. All right, guys. 
that's all I have for today. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to not continue this, but I'm going to jump back into this on Friday. And I'm going to tie this all back around to the BRICS and the BRICS Summit that's coming to South Africa later this month. So I think you should really make sure you're here on Friday to hear what I have to say and what some of these countries that are part of the BRICS nations are doing to kind of accelerate the situation. So with that being said, guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you can give us a review or a five-star, please do so. Uh, at the bottom of the podcast app, look for the DTOM store link. Hit that. Check out the store. If you want to buy something, that'd be great. Help out the show. If you don't, if you want to share it with your friends, do so. But please share the show, if nothing else. Follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter Twitter X machine, <laughs> check us out, DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From there, you can do everything. If you want to see what our Facebook looks like, or our YouTube, or uh, our Twitter, or our, our TikTok, or uh, the DTOM store, you know. Or if you want to listen to the podcast, you know, you can do that all from the website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. With that being said, guys, today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday.